0: My name is Jonathan Howe. In the year 2016, I created a podcast to talk about my two loves, Geekdom and Tokusatsu. My original co-host left, and it seemed as though the podcast would die. Then, a new member arrived in the form of Sean, and the podcast was given new light. Since then, it has been growing strong, and we believe that it can become something bigger. It will become something bigger. We are GTP. It's been two months since we last talked to you, and now we'll start up and continue talking again. Um, I, I tried to be bare naked, ladies. It didn't work out properly. Yeah, it <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to another episode of the Geekishly Toku podcast. My name is Jonathan Howard. I am one of the co hosts. The other co host is.
1: me. You're
0: going to be me from now on. It's going to be awesome.
1: <laughs> no, uh, it's just me. It's Sean. You know, the huge.
0: Yes. And we're kind of hyped because, like I said, it's been two months. Since we last recorded, and it's not just because of laziness or because, well, my laziness really. Let's get, let's be real. Um, we've actually had fucking lives to deal with. Like, I have a job that I work and get money from and shit. And I moved. Sean Sh- moved into a house with, well, apartment, right? Yes. Apartment with said girlfriend, which that's a big move. Um, I mean, it was. Him
1: It was a big move. I own a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, technically you own about half of a lot of stuff now.
1: No, I think I have more stuff than Emily does, if I'm being honest. (laughs) Really? Mostly in pop vinyl form. Um,
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: um, Because I'm now the proud owner of all six helmetless rangers as well. Didn't want to buy them. Somehow ended up with all six of them. So that's how that happened.
0: I mean, you know I mean, like uh they they came out with uh what was it what's his name? Greg or-, or Ornowitz?
1: Aronowitz.
0: Aronowitz, yeah. He came out with a deal yesterday. I don't know I don't know if it was just for yesterday, but you could buy all of the pins that were on sale at Power Morphicon for instead of thirty dollars it was ten. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, if I had like thirty more dollars in my account, I actually would have thought about it. <laughs> Cause like like SPD is not my favorite. Like I I'm nowhere near levels of like Eric for love of SPD. But like it was a good season, and Decker Ranger, in my opinion in my opinion, was better than SPD. But SPD was still a good show, so having the helmets and stuff would have been cool. But yeah. Money's there, it's just not like overpouring right now
1: yeah money's there but rent's due in approximately a couple days so well
0: for for me it's you know i'll work i I work 11.25 hours this week over the course of three days that's the most hours i think i've worked since working at this place So I, and I started like working in the front rather than back line, which is like the making of the foods and stuff. For those that don't know, I work at an Arby's now and I worked the register yesterday and I'm like, okay, yeah, I can do this a lot more. So hopefully if I have more enthusiasm to work that, they'll want me working that more than the backwards. But yeah, I got to ask about more hours.
1: I do have to ask, do you have the meats? Oh, we
0: have the fucking meats. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, we have this one sandwich, no joke, has every meat we have. <laughs> Roast beef, brisket, short rib, turkey, ham, uh, I think corned beefs even on it. It's a really tall fucking sandwich. And I've only think I've only seen it made twice. But it, there's a lot of stuff on there. But it's good food. It is such good food. Like if I had to work at any quote unquote fast food place, I'd work at Arby's because the food is, you know, genuine and not just like we pulled these patties out of the freeze you know, freezer and whatever.
1: We're not even sure if this is meat.
0: Yeah, basically. Like I, I see them change the physical things of roast beef on a daily basis while I'm there. You know? The chicken while it's you know it's uh it's frozen but it's still like if you go to mcdonald's and you get a chicken sandwich and then go to an arby's and get that same crispy chicken sandwich you're gonna sit there and say i'm I'm never going back to mcdonald's chicken it's so much more juicy and it tastes like fried chicken instead of fried rubber
1: oh that's good i do definitely not enjoy the taste of fried rubber yeah I have never actually been to an Arby's.
0: Highly recommend it.
1: I have been to a Smart and Final and picked up their fries, their curly fries, from the freezer section and made those. Huh. But huh. that's about really as close as I can get.
0: And, um, in, 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 like, if you like their fries, you have to try loaded fries. So. It's the curly fries in a bowl, mm-hmm. topped with the melted nacho cheese, okay, sprinkled with some shredded cheese. Ooh, ooh. Um, some. Uh, we used to have it in a separate bowl, like, bacon specifically for them. But I guess they stopped doing that. So now, it's we take strips of bacon, we kind of like tear them off and make small pieces and throw them in there, and it's topped with this uh, like peppercorn ranch on top and then you put the bowl on it and you push it out it uh my mouth's watering just thinking about it
1: welcome so to Geeky podcast an arby's podcast
0: yeah like it's funny i there's a streamer i'm a part that i'm a part of his community and i've been a part of it for a few years now and i i got a job and he's like oh that's amazing where are you? i work at arby's and like that day It was like a sporadic conversation between what he was playing and Arby's. And like a couple hours in, he's like, damn it, now I want Arby's. And we're talking about like loaded fries and the beef and cheddar sandwiches and just the roast beef sandwiches in general. And it was was funny. But yeah, like it's technically fast food but it's better than fast food and that's not like something I'm reading off a script or some shit no I'm 100% it is like the best fast food you could ever have and they don't even call it fast food they call it, they call it fast crafted because it's I don't know but you know what I mean magic so, <laughs> yeah it's good stuff man but we're not here to talk about Arby's
1: no it's been a We're wild here. 2 months since Hasbro officially took over.
0: <laughs> I mean, let's be real. It's been a wild f- like 24 hours.
1: Well, yeah, but I mean like <laughs> holy <laughs> shit the last couple of weeks, dude.
0: I mean, since we last recorded, how many comics have been out?
1: Uh, let's see. We had GoGo 12. Uh, MMPR 30, Shattered Grid Finale. And those are the comics. We then had Ninja Steel Return, Ninja Steel Anniversary Episode in prime time on a weekday.
0: Dun, dun, dun!
1: We had Morphicon with a fuck ton of reveals of just merch and shit. Like, Holy shit, their lightning collection. Yeah, fuck you, yep. Bandai. We're getting actual sculpts that look like human beings that don't have fifty-two abdominal muscles.
0: Yep. Oh, did you see did you see the image that uh I re I technically retweeted it. Mm-hmm. Um It's an image of Forever Red when they all put their fists in the middle. Uh huh. And per, for each individual, they put, like, a, a quote-unquote name to it. So, like, you have Chip Lynn, Power Rangers fans, Ron Wasserman, Lionsgate, Toys R Us, Power Rangers haters, Hasbro, Peter Sidarso. And then in the middle of the circle of hands is a, is a saying of telling Saban slash Bandai of America to go eat shit.
1: Yeah, and surprisingly, <laughs> I just find it funny that Toys R Us is Andros because uh, one of those things is gone. <laughs> yeah. Well, unless you live in Canada.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Or, or oh, I Asia. think I, ba- I think basically everybody but America.
1: No, uh, Toys R Us Europe has been gone for a while.
0: But, oh, they're gone too.
1: Yeah, and I think Toys R Us Australia didn't survive. but um yeah no it's definitely surreal how much shade was just thrown at power morphicon i was literally only there for one day and (laughs) i was there for the hasbro panel and the ninja steel panel and not only did hasbro throw shade when they introduced the lightning collection because it was in like red lettering all accessories included, all weapons That's included, funny. same price point as like the old figures and like full articulation, head sculpts, swappable heads, actual paint. And I'm like, "Fuck, dude."
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And then and like- r- then we literally get to the the Ninja Steel panel and chips like, "Yeah, um it's Heim's fault that uh the fart jokes had to be in Ninja Steel, sorry guys.
0: Well, I, I I I love it because there was always that there was always that barrier, like we can't say too much because if we say too much, we can lose our jobs. But now they can't lose their jobs anymore, and now it's who gives a shit? <laughs> Saban and Bandai have ruined fucking everything they've touched, and now we can say it all. Yeah, you know because before before it was just. Oh, well, I mean, we've had some creative differences, but we're still working well together, and I feel like what we're doing is good. Now they've ripped off that Band-Aid, and they're just like, no, fuck (laughs) this shit. They have ruined everything, and here are the 30 gazillion reasons why.
1: Yeah, and... What I will say, while Bandai is re-releasing all the Legacy figures... They ain't going to be good quality. I was literally at my target yesterday, and we got some new Power Rangers toys in. New being the operative word, because literally what's on the shelf is a Ninja Steel figure, two yellow power swords, one pink power sword, and like the chest piece playsets for blue and red. None on clearance. Wow. And then the new stuff Red Zeo Two Red Zeo figures One Blue Zeo figure And Dino Thunder Black A kid literally picked this up and went Where's the gold? Where's the gold Ah! on this figure? Why? And then proceeded to throw it back on the shelf
0: that is amazing. And
1: walked away and grabbed the Funko uh hero world figures of the original five Rangers. Brilliant. A slightly significantly more priced figure, like that has zero poseability and is wholly intended for display purposes. Yep. And it's just funny walking over there because it just becomes emptier and emptier while none of the things are on clearance, which is surreal to me that it's still a thing. But, like, the Lightning Collection wasn't the only thing that Hasbro had announced. There's, like, a new pin set that's coming out that's the Morpher with little tiny magnet coins that goes in the Morpher.
0: Oh, see, I missed those. That sounds cool.
1: There's uh, prints coming out as well for, from, like, big moments in the show in the comics. So it has, like, Lord Draken sitting on his throne watching the green little screens in the live-action trailer. The There was yeah. a Forever Red moment. There's, like, oh, it was great. And then, you know, we've got Heroes of the Grid, which is almost at four times backed. It's almost at $400,000. It just passed the Robo Goat stretch goal. If we can get to Ranger Slayer Kim as a playable like hero, I'm good. Like I don't need to go any <laughs> further personally. But if we hit 500,000 in like a week, I will be ecstatic. Mostly because of the has storage the, box.
0: Has the Hyperforce already been done? Or is that part of like a it's, stretch goal down the line? No,
1: no. It's part of the Shattered Grid expansion. Like That wasn't even a stretch goal. That was instantly included.
0: Ah. Oh, so can you only get the Hyperforce one if you are part of the Kickstarter? Or is mm. that going to be something you can buy afterwards?
1: You can buy it afterwards. It's just the expansion's going to be like $60 or something like that. For the Shattered Grid expansion, which comes with the Hyperforce I mean, Rangers, Gen, uh, I think Ranger Slayer as a villain, Black Dragon, and Draken.
0: I mean, it's still a it's a decent expansion. You know, you're not just like paying for like the Hyperforce, or you're not paying sixty dollars for Draken and the Black Dragon. Yeah, you know, you're paying for a lot for sixty dollars. So, I mean, I think I think that's worth it. Yeah, I just... I, I want it, but I can't spend the money on it. And even if I had the money, I still don't think I would, only because I have nobody to actually physically play it with. Like, if I had the money to go to, like, Morphicon or conventions, I might be able to get some people to play it there. But that's, you know, maybe once, maybe twice a year. So it would be more of, like, a collection piece.
1: Well, yeah, and I'm thinking... For me personally, like how this could work is if you kind of need everyone to own the game board to do this the way I'm thinking of, because you can do it online. You would just have to move everyone's piece as they move their pieces because the video sort of shows how it's played out and you sort of, it's kind of like playing a co-op shooter like borderlands with someone everyone has to have the same dlcs in order for it to be compatible so you need all pretty much the same content or at least share some content in similar to be able to do one thing or the other
0: because um something i mean something we can also wait for and hope is that um somebody makes it for tabletop simulator on steam because that any then you can play it with anybody from around the world like we could we could go grab like eric and chris or just anybody yeah and sit down and play it and just you know oh we win great okay now clear the board and we'll play it again you
1: know so the only way to get the shattered grid expansion without having to technically pay for it is to go all in at Morphin Master level, which is the two hundred forty dollar level, which gets you yeah. the base game, Green with Evil, White Light, the Alternate Rita Sculpt, Shattered Grid, the v- newly announced villain pack, which includes Master Vile, um hmm. Rita Revolto, and a couple other villains, um, the Dice Pack, the Megazord figure, the Foot Soldier Pack, Cyclopsis, And the Alpha 5 card plus all the unlocked stretch goals with Finster, Wizard of Deception, Pumpkin Wrapper, Green Ranger Hero Figure, uh, Red Ranger Dragon Shield, and Robo-Goat so far. Nearing... uh, well, the next two stretch goals are Double-Sided Command Center and Punch Board Upgrade and six more Super Putties in the base game. And then it's Ranger Slayer, Primator, Storage Box, Rhino Blaster, and then Goldar, like big Goldar, I think, at five hundred thousand with
0: like me- like Megazord size Goldar.
1: I want to say Megazord size Goldar, but I'm not too sure. Yeah, it's. And the thing, and there are stuff that are, that is Kickstarter exclusive, which is the green with evil and the white light packs, I believe, um, at least for now, it looks like, um, yeah, it looks like it says exclusive for the moment for that, the alternate Rita and the alpha five player character. As well as all the stretch goals.
0: I mean, it's like I said, it's if if I get if I get to go to a convention one day and like say you bought it, and like oh cool, now I can sit down and play a board game with Sean, you know that's that's great, you know, but then you know I don't have to worry about packing it up and taking it with me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing because it it's a lot. And I'm looking at the Shattered yeah. Grid expansion, and you get the five main Hyperforce Rangers, Time Force Pink, and then Ranger Slayer and Black Dragon as monsters, and then Lord Draken as the master. So the Goldar figure wouldn't be Megazord size. It's a different level of monster figure. So it's along the lines of Rita, Zed, Draken, like they're the final boss sort of character. And then the Mastodon troopers as foot soldiers. And then yeah. Wait, do I um, do I get the dice so... set? Ooh, I do get the dice pack. Ooh, I <laughs> I want the colored dice. Like that yeah. that's dope.
0: Um one of the things I kinda wish they would allow is for like the ability to like, I'm trying to think, because through fantasy games like D and D and whatever, mm-hmm. um, there's a company called Dwarven Forge that makes all types of sets. Like you, like uh, for Critical Role, Matt Mercer, the DM, he has a thing with. Dwarven Forge where all of the maps it has for combat and whatever are made with Dwarven Forge and he can recreate anything from a castle to a sewer to like a forest or grassy fields and it's got everything from like trees to walls and doors and tables and trucks apparently and you know I kind of want that but for Power Rangers. So, like, instead of... Obviously, the, the, what we saw in the Hyper video was basically just a, like, an early concept of things. But what I'd like to see is instead of just, here are cards, to have actual pieces. So, like, when you go to the command center, instead of it just being the card and it's a set, there's an actual, like, console... No lights, no nothing. Just a console to put down. So, like, set pieces. And then, um... This is kind of going above and beyond the situation. But, like, if they... I don't know how many they plan on putting out, as far as rangers. If you have... You give people the ability to make custom ones. Um... But you pay for it. It's not just like a, I want this, and they're like, okay, and then they send it to you. you know, like yeah, I f- custom make them.
1: I feel like that could be a possibility down the line. Right now, yeah. the game's not even out yet, so they're working. Oh yeah, I know. With Hasbro, in terms of like where to go from next, like as I listened in the interview that the Ranger Danger guys did at Power Morphicon, they are asking people who demoed the game, what they'd like to see in future expansions, like what characters, what teams and such. And I feel like some people did express like custom characters, potentially. Um, Mm -hmm. pretty sure if, uh, Deca Mexican, uh, demoed the game, he'd be like, I'd love to create my, you know OC Sentai team the jam injures or whatever yeah because you know he's gonna do what he's gonna do
0: cause, cause one of the things I feel like they need to do is they need to hop on that like pole train quickly mm-hmm. to be like you know these are what we have obviously this is after obviously either the game's out or the kickstarter's over and they're in whatever process and they're like okay so we've had a lot of suggestions and the like going through like maybe even have like a custom poll like what do you want to see and then you type out one or more of what you want to see and then they go down that list and they go these are the top five and then have a twitter poll be like out of these which one would you want to do more and then everybody votes. And then, okay, the winner is Shadow Ranger from SPD. We will be making him soon and adding him to the collection of stuff you can buy. And then maybe a month or so goes by. And then they bring back the poll. And they put it in there. And then they just continue that process. And I feel like over time, you'd be able to fill out that roster. Not just from, like... We want overdrive blue, like no, nobody wants fucking overdrive blue, not even Dax wants overdrive blue at this point. Let's be real, yeah, so like you know you're gonna you're gonna get like I said, you're gonna get like you know shadow Ranger, you're gonna get maybe a squad as villains, you know, yeah, and just how however other ones show up, and I feel like we're not gonna get every single. Ranger, because again, not everybody likes every single ranger.
1: It's also just oh. not financially feasible for them. Oh no, the game's not even due out until next July. In terms yeah. of estimated delivery, I'm on the Kickstarter page right now, and while the campaign closes in September of 2018, that's a lot of orders to fill. That's a lot of custom game pieces to create and mold, and print, and all of this, like... It is almost 2,000 backers. And if they're all backing at the uh, all-in level, which most are, 1,318 backers of the 1970-something backers are at Morphin Master all-in.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: 300 are at the Go-Go Power Rangers, which is the 150, which gets everything but the Shattered Grid expansion and, like, like certain other things. It gets the Kickstarter expansion, specifically. Um, wow. And then the 90 backers are at the nine uh ninety dollar one which just gets all the uh stretch goals and the and the game. And then seventy five dollars at thirty five backers for just the game itself. And then there is nineteen backers that are at the three hundred dollar uh local game store level which uh,
0: you've yeah. got to be
1: a game store to even get that level
0: yeah i I hope there's people i hope all of those are game stores and not just like the majority are people just saying oh i can afford that much or something like that and they're just like uh you're not a game store
1: (laughs) well it mentions in the description of that level that it's a deposit not the full amount for this level So, after pledging, they will contact you of your store status and give you further information. So, those 19 are confirmed to be game stores. Because the second you pledge at that level, it sends you... Like, they contact you and go, Hey, uh, we need to see your stuff to verify that you are who you say you are. Yeah. And so that might be a whole extra set of games like out there in the wild too. So it's cool to see that most are at the Morphin Master level. Yep, Because that just means that there is a huge interest for this in the weird cross section of tabletop and Power Rangers fans.
0: Well, I mean, we kind of saw that already. Well, it's with hyperforce. It's the
1: amount of backers is roughly around the average viewership of hyperforce. So, yeah, I'm not surprised.
0: Like, this is our first step. I, I'm really thinking Hasbro is sitting back and watching this mm-hmm. because if this sells well, then they're gonna be like. All right, that sold well. Let's do Hyperforce. Let's, Let's greenlight Hyperforce. Get it Force. going.
1: Let's greenlight Hyperforce season two, and then announce yep. at the end of season two that the game is available.
0: I I would have said at the beginning of season one or season two. No,
1: no, you you play it. You you use you refine elements of season like that worked in season one and remove elements that didn't work. Refine it. And sort of hint at it through the season. Just getting the season two would be enough for some people. And then maybe at the finale, just go, oh, yeah, by the way, in about five minutes, once we end this stream, <laughs> the game's going to be available to purchase. The yeah, entire. Like, oh, my God! The entire. The book is available.
0: Yeah.
1: Like, do it. Like an E3 press conference sort of drop. Like, oh, would you look at that?
0: The game dropped. Yeah. My God, I do not envy their website. Their website would just crash in two minutes.
1: I would think they would have it set up in various different retailers. Because it would make sense to partner with Amazon because it's through twitch oh,
0: that's fair well then you also have to think about hasbro would it be on their website it'd also be would on the be toy direct... shop and then uh, like renegade would it be on their site if it was made from them yeah like you distributed would distribute it to them you no. would
1: have it in a myriad of different places so that way it's completely accessible
0: yeah which is the smart thing to do rather than just pooling it all into one place
1: and it's also hasbro Hasbro's smart yeah. With how it markets its shit Whereas Bandai's like
0: We're going all in on Toys R Us Wait you're telling me Toys R Us just went out of business uh... Throw
1: everything at GameStop
0: Yep basically
1: GameStop's looking to
0: GameStop's a toy store right It's got game in it
1: Oh man Yeah
0: So, So that's the board game
1: yeah, and that took up half an hour just to talk about that.
0: <laughs> about 20 minutes, because we kind of bullshitted before it, but yeah, basically most of the time. And
1: uh, We don't even, like, there's still so much more that could come up because they just announced the Villains Pack yesterday, and they're like, yeah. for backing it, here you go. Have fun. Yep. And they're always announcing new shit, and... Like This is way more fun than the 25 for 25 because they just announced three or four of the new things for the 25 for 25 and it's like ah yes Heroes of the Grid ah yes the drop mix card from Morphicon oh okay that other thing that was at Power Morphicon cool (laughs) and the GameStop pops that we already knew about as well This is is not a shocker to us. It's the whole Power Force thing again. It's just kind of surprising that Hasbro's only officially had Power Rangers for a month. And that's not even including Shattered Grid or even this anniversary episode because all of that stuff was still in the Saban era. Yeah. It Saban still owned Power Rangers when everything was finalized for Shattered Grid. Saban yep. still technically is going to be a thing with Soul of the Dragon, because for the most part Saban had say there. Hasbro now has final say. But Soul of the Dragon goes through its final revisions very soon. And we won't see it until December. The episode was filmed... Probably. Not not two years ago. It was... Because it's a nine-month production schedule. And they leave pretty much immediately after Morphicon from what I remember so I'm gonna say towards the tail end so maybe around January or something of last year January February maybe
0: well so the last Morphicon was in 2016. That was before they shot for season two?
1: That might have been before they shot for season two.
0: Which, if it was, and you say it's a nine month shooting schedule, we'll say they start in September. You're looking at September, roughly February, October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May. It would be May of last year when they finished, which I don't think is correct. <laughs> mm. Which, I don't know, because, I mean...
1: Well, no, it's a nine-month shooting schedule to do the whole series, like, whole both seasons.
0: Oh, both? Really?
1: Mm-hmm. Because, as we found oh. out with Dino Charge, everything is sort of... it's. They're shot back to back.
0: Oh. S- Kinda makes this dual seasons even more stupid.
1: Because it's treated production wise as one season.
0: Yeah. Well so so I'm trying to think then. So when did Dino Charge end?
1: Well, Dino Charge hadn't ended. By Morphicon 2016. There are still episodes left. But they started filming almost immediately after. So it would have been... May... Tw- May April, May 2017. When they had wrapped filming
0: entirely. Entirely. Okay.
1: Which makes sense given... Um, just... Given... I don't know the fact that the Siddarsos were back in the States for summer and to start Hyperforce and
0: that's fair yeah
1: a whole bunch of other things
0: um which is actually quite funny then mm -hmm. because when they started Hyperforce they knew about the anniversary episode Already, like that shit went down like last spring, well Yoshi,
1: um Yoshi, Peter, and Melissa did none of the hyper crew did
0: oh well yeah, that's that's what I meant, yeah, they, they did, not like the whole crew,
1: the three that
0: were involved, yeah, and so. Man, that must have been hard to keep that quiet.
1: Especially for Yoshi, yeah.
0: Well, especially <laughs> because if 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 it's true <laughs> that they came up with the idea, well cuz see, it's weird. You know, you have power you have fans looking at the anniversary episode and the comics and being like in the comics, we have the Shattered Grid with the first like, Shattergrid comic where Jen jumps through the crack in space. It looks a lot like the one that was from the episode. And then in the comic, you have Lord Draken. And in the show, we had Lord Draven. Mm-hmm. And it's like, really? But then it's like, if the production schedule is true, that means that. The episode, all of the stuff that happened in the episode happened before Shattered Grid happened. It happened
1: before Shattered Grid was announced and produced. Thing is, Kyle's been working on it for a while. Comics works in such a strange way that he already had the ideas and probably had already pitched the idea to Boom and Saban
0: before then that's fair and which which means they may have looked at it and said we don't know what the status of this is going to be let's do it in physical form and see what happens
1: or the anniversary episode huh. or it could be that know. production was split between two four and a half month chunks for this particular season. And. The first four and a half months. And then they took a break. And then came back into the last four and a half months. But. Yeah. These these are questions man. These are questions I'd have to talk to. With. Anyone at Hasbro. Someone. Chip Lynn. Yeah. Or Melissa. M- Melissa. Melissa probably
0: would know best but or even even jason jason might know too he might he might and because i'm because i mean like as soon as the episode ended last night he tweeted out a picture of like an evil batman laughing with like they're still looking or something like well we're all like panicking like be- what the hell you know
1: because the transponder the transportal portal device that um yeah jason font or wes is holding is the same one that you see in a brief panel in issue 25 which yeah. is why I told you last night you need to reread 25 as well as go go 12 to understand the anniversary episode just a bit and the and the finale because the shit that happens in the finale that we'll get into a lot of it calls back to both of those issues and ho- yeah. holy shit when i had that revelation i'm like oh my god oh <laughs> my god yeah this is brilliant and that's why i made the tweet last night and because it is fucking brilliant uh Another thing I should have said was the Free Comic Book Day issue because that also kind of played a part in it too. Like those three little plot threads. Oof, Mm. so good, so good. Mm.
0: Yeah, they. uh, We don't the the continuity in or the continuity better way to say it in the show is a bit. Actually, te- technically, at this point, we can say, was a bit scrambled. Knowing where things happened, how things happened, was always up in the air. Like, there were certain... Like, basically, up until Wild Force, you could say that everything was basically happening at the same time. Well, not the same time, but, like, in succession. After that, everything got a little screwy. But... Yeah, you know, especially with you know RPM and now dy- and then Dino Charge. Everybody's like, "Well, where do they fall? You know, where does part of it fall?" And now that we see uh, in the episode last night, now we know that RPM and Dino Charge are in different dimensions, different universes. Mm-hmm. And it kind of is interesting. Like, I feel like just jumping straight into the episode because I'm just going there anyway. Um, it's interesting to see that Wes, because like, if somebody made up a, you know, ask a question, it's like, why those three? Well, uh, Wes is from Time Force, from let's say Earth One, for ease of conversation. And he has the transponder from Time Force. So he helps going back and forth from dimensions. Gemma, represents the RPM dimension. And then you have Coda, who represents the the Dino Charge dimension. And those are really the only dimensions that we're aware of right now. Are those three. The prime dimension, dimension one, or dimension two and dimension three. Yeah. So that's why it was those three, because they needed at least one person from each dimension to be like, this is how things are. And you know you were there, you know they were gonna get Yoshi. He would have been the first one down there, mostly just because of you know Peter already being there, and he's you know the earliest one. Kind of surprised you know, they
1: didn't. Like the, I'm surprised they didn't use that footage from that. What footage? The Ninja footage that he was in. Kind of upset. The
0: Yoshi oh, footage. Oh yeah. Yeah. That would have been cool. Give me a sec.
1: But even to that extent it's one of those things where they're sort of the iconic characters from their universe you couldn't have gem and gemma from rpm because that would just be a little rpm overload um it's just a thing that needed to happen coda's the iconic thing from the dino charge timeline uh, it's just one of those things that kind of had to work its way out and then you know Wes being Wes uh, because of other things that were going on with other things but yeah I'm gonna take a quick pause and we're back
0: yeah sorry guys I I have food now, so that's why we paused, because I kind of left Sean hanging.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oops. Um. I was talking about something, but I don't remember because of things. But essentially, this episode of Power Rangers was kind of some of the best Power Rangers we've gotten in a while. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, it definitely felt like an overstuffed episode Mm -hmm. and felt like it was too much for 20 minutes to handle. And it did miss the mark on some nitpicky things. But the thing is, it managed to connect the timelines, which wasn't really a thing when the Neo Saban era took over. Nope. It was just assumed that because once a Ranger happened in overdrive, that everything up to overdrive was contained in the standard universe. Mm-hmm. then megaforce super megaforce happened which reconnected samurai and megaforce with and jungle fury for to that extent to the mainline power rangers timeline rpm and everything afterwards still left hanging but then this episode confirms ninja steel as part of the mainline timeline yep So, that fixes that and confirms that Dino Charge was already set in its own universe or dimension. Well, rather than because they blew up the earth, they went into a different oh, timeline. Yeah. No, they were in their own separate pocket of the, of the Rangerverse. Of the grid and then RPM's in its own pocket.
0: I mean, that was easy to understand. <laughs> Considering it was
1: Well, that was conf- that was confirmed in RPM as well as Samurai as well as Super Mega Force and uh-huh. now. So, it's all been fixed so to speak. Not only that, but it Gave us an update on, on at least Tommy. Mm hmm. Because it was assumed that he got his Green Ranger powers back and potentially his White Ranger powers back in the legendary battle. Yeah. He still had Red Zeo and gave TJ Red mm-hmm. Turbo. But Dino Thunder never really came back. But the Ranger Keys... is The Ranger Keys are the best way of me saying... Oh, all their powers are back. Yeah. And because Tommy literally has so many powers... It doesn't make sense for him to carry all those morphers. So... He probably worked with someone and was like hey look i've got all these powers and i might need to change them on the fly depending on my fighting style and what i need at that current moment we need this to connect to the grid and connect to those five different power sources yep and everyone on the internet's crying for everyone else who has multiple powers to have a master morph and i'm like it feasibly makes sense for every the other rangers who have three, three powers or like two to three powers to be carrying those morphers. The zeomorphers only materialize when they are summoned
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the way that they are. Because for the remainder of the time, they remain hidden. The Mighty Morphin Morpher is a buckler that can hang out on your belt. And Turbo, you wear on your wrist, which you could probably... Swap out with the Zeo phasing technology or whatnot.
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: Tommy's got a lot of nonsense going on. He would have to take out his 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 Morpher, his MMPR Morpher, pop the coin out, pop the White Ranger coin back in, and then do it, which takes way more time.
0: Yeah, there's um, uh, <clears throat> there was an interesting. Um, I got in a few conversations last night with a few people, um, just random, like, headcanon topics and just random things, and um, one of the headcanons I saw was um, in a conversation with Pocky Squirrel, which I'm sure you know who that is. Mm-hmm. I think she's, pro-
1: I th- oh, Liz. Yeah, she's, she's part great. of the Tofu
0: Ladies podcast. Yeah,
1: That she is. Hung out with her at She Morphicon. actually lives
0: not that far away from she's me. She's great. We both live in New York, so that's Mm. cool. Um, She mentioned something, and somebody replied with, what if, in Once a Ranger, it wasn't Thrax that damaged the Morphin Grid? It was Tommy trying to make the Morpher Master, and Thrax just took advantage of it. And I was like... That is amazing, and I want that to be real. That's intriguing. <laughs> like, I want that to be a thing now.
1: Intriguing. Um, yeah, because Tommy probably talked with mm-hmm. Haley who helped design the Dino Thunder Morphers and connect them to the morphing grid, probably talked to RJ. And
0: Cam, because she was in... She was in current, uh, constant correspondence with uh, Cam Watanabe. So, I mean, you know.
1: Yeah. And even the Overdrive guys, because anytime that Morphers created, it needs to be linked to the grid. Yep. So, Zordon did most of the heavy lifting with the Zeo and the turbo morphers. But, ni- but ultimately, it's all Ninjor's sort of technology. Ninjor is a Morphin Master. So to yeah. speak. He's not an actual Morphin Master. We finally get to see what one looks like
0: Quote unquote.
1: in Shattered Grid. Well, the form that it yeah. took when Draken approached it. Um, it was, it's definitely an interesting thing that they did this because it, if you think about it, that happening kind of fixes a problem I had with the legendary battle. Because of the whole... In the extended cut, Tommy hands a kid Saba to, like, reach out to Sa- Like, grab onto Saba so he can pull him out. But he was only the Green Ranger in that episode. Yeah. But having the Master Morpher, he can switch powers on the fly... Depending on the voice call. So he could have... Easily, just summon Saba at mm-hmm. that point.
0: And and I'd like um. to see people argue that point. And I'm like, we've seen it. This is not the first time, and it's technically the first time in Power Rangers. But not the first time overall. It's actually in an ongoing series. In Lupin Ranger, you have mm-hmm. Noel. Who is both Lupin X and uh, X Pat? X, I forgot what he's called, but
1: he's gold yeah, and silver respectively and, on each. But he the can teams. just
0: change. He doesn't have to do anything spectacular. Like when he gets in the mech, there's two different mechs in one. One is the Lupin aspect. One is the Pat Ranger mech uh, aspect. And when he goes back and forth, he just auto-transforms into the other one. So to say that it's not possible is dumb because it's already happened, just not in Power Rangers. One device allowing multiple powers.
1: It also just kind of makes sense that it would do that, especially given that Tommy has been four slash five different rangers. Four if you don't count Turbo. Five if you do. Because now it sort of confirms that Kat and Cassie have access to the pink Turbo powers. So that would would make sense then that Carlos and Adam uh, Tanya and Ashley as well as TJ and Tommy would have access to... would both have access to their respective ranger Mm -hmm.
0: colors. Which...
1: But who is the Phantom Ranger?
0: (laughs) Which, if we're going by that, there are multiple versions of every power. Like, I'd, I'd actually like to know, like, technically speaking, Jason gave up the gold powers to give them back to Trey. But is it still possible... That Jason can still wield them. Now that... Because, I mean... Because, again, we're talking about Tommy, who willingly gave up the turbo powers. TJ, who willingly gave up the turbo powers, but can still transform into them. So if somehow Jason... Like, got a hold of the gold staff... Or something, could he still transform?
1: In theory, potentially, but because the powers themselves were harming him, it could be that when the powers transferred back, that that connection was severed.
0: Ah, That's fair. In order to save him, they had to cut his connection to the powers.
1: And that's kind of the theory I've been having with that.
0: That makes sense.
1: Now, if it could work out that he could connect to it without damaging him, then sure. But the reason why it was affecting him is because it's specific to Triforian biology. Mm. While it may be the same power structure and power like sort of resonance that the zeo powers give off it's was created specifically for Triforians who are three beings one being split into three now if Jason were to be split into three beings and need the gold powers to bring him together into one maybe Or if he somehow gets accidentally turned into a Triforian. Oh, that'd be you know, would be Potentially. It, again, something that the show would never do because that's just... It's not being baked into a pizza, <laughs> which was not mentioned in this episode at all. Which I'm very disappointed. Did
0: you see the tweet I gave you? Or that I tagged you in last night? Probably. Someone was hoping in the extended cut if, uh, while they're leaving like the line tj's in he just kind of looks over and goes hey i was baked into a pizza once and then they jumped through the portal or something like that and i'm just hey
1: remember that time i was baked into a pizza
0: and i'm like i just want that to be whenever tj is part of some type of team up he always has to drop that line i want that to be a thing
1: well he didn't in the legendary battle. <coughs> but then again, he had half, half a line.
0: A line. Yeah, so... It's not really surprising.
1: Cassie had more to say than TJ. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, it It's the best crossover in the Neo Saban era
0: which is
1: out of the three
0: three
1: well you have this one you have legendary battle and then you had uh the RPM samurai oh right
0: yeah so basically
1: as an anniversary
0: basically (laughs) the bar was so low they could have redone once a ranger and it would have been better than what we had before
1: yeah. Honestly though, it it has some things that are better than Once a Ranger, but overall Once a Ranger was a better crossover anniversary special.
0: Was just due Once to... a Ranger was a terrible anniversary special.
1: Because like well, I it's terrible because of the Overdrive Rangers. It's not terrible because of the anniversary aspect well, of it.
0: So you haven't made Well, yeah, you haven't made it there yet. But... I'm just going to, like... So Linkara made a point of saying... The team-up wasn't even a team-up. <clears throat> Once a Ranger is not a team-up. It's barely an anniversary series. Because it was basically overdrive rangers when it came down to it were like we're done we can't do anything there's nothing we can possibly do we can't help we can't do anything we're done we're walking away and they interacted with the legendary team twice well no they interacted them in the beginning when they were like yeah when you get your powers back and then they didn't interact anymore until it came down to the fight. Those were their two interactions. There was no conversations, no nothing. It was just like, oh, yeah, we're taking over until you get your powers back. Oh, that's a We got to go fight something. That's not a conversation. <clears throat> and as far as anniversary, like, <clears throat> it was, it was sort of like... The Doctor Who 50th anniversary special. It's an anniversary special of Doctor Who. No, it's not. You had 10, 11, and the War Doctor, only because Eccleston's too much of a prick and didn't want to show up. No, re- Barely any references to anything before 9. And yet, you're going to call that an anniversary? That's not an anniversary. You didn't bring any other doctors in for whatever reason. You didn't bring enemies back for anything. You made up an entirely new enemy. And you said, have this anniversary season. And it's like... Thanks, I guess? Like, it was a good episode. It was a good hour of television. But, like... Was it really an anniversary? Because... I, it's, that's the way I look at Once a Ranger. It's a quote-unquote anniversary season. Or an episode, whatever.
1: What I'm saying is it, it probably does top Once a Ranger. I'd have to watch it again to reconfirm my sentiments on that. But I feel like as a what little we got with the actual anniversary team, that sort of lore building and world building was a lot better than, say, what we got with Legendary War, the Legendary Warfare. Battle. um, And then we had Forever Red, which I just literally rewatched like a week and a half mm-hmm. ago and I'm like yeah it's fun it didn't really do much to progress the narrative of either the season or even these characters other than just saying oh hey TJ's got his powers back yeah but the other two times we see him he's blue Yep. he's in space blue so Was Turbo Red Powers a one-time thing? Did he just give it to his robot ranger? Did Tommy absorb all the Red Ranger power? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I honestly cannot say. Because without any sort of explicit anything. And then we had technically always a chance. Which is the fifth anniversary episode technically because of where it aired
0: but it wasn't technically labeled as an anniversary episode
1: no it was just carlos being a whiny wine and adam nearly killing himself you know which something like that would happen if jason were to reassume the gold ranger powers
0: I mean, it kind of did happen, as he slow, with like as he slowly started to get to the point where he gave him away, he had those type of reactions.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, it's not perfect. It's obviously not going to be perfect because it is a children's TV show.
0: But what would have made it better is if it was an hour long slash two episode special. Then it would have been better because we would have gotten more dialogue. We could have gotten more action, more story, than just... How are we going to find out the plot for this episode? Uh, Rangers spy on Draven as he's talking to quote-unquote Tommy? And then he just expulses. Let's just
1: drive to Reefside.
0: Like, I kind of get why they went to Reefside. I really do. That part made sense. It was, they just happened to get there... As Draven expels all of his plans to a robot,
1: to Robo Tommy,
0: to Robo Tommy. You know, it's like I I don't know that that that's also why it's rushed, in my opinion. Like, what they should have done is they should have shown up, seen Tommy walk out, just as they were bringing the box in, and then Tommy and Draven walk in the portal. No words. Nothing. Or just, uh, do we have everything? Yes. Okay, let's go. And then they have to figure out, well, what's going on? And then, when Tommy breaks out, then they come back and they go, what's the plan? Oh, he's gonna do this, that, or the other thing. Oh, okay. Now we know what to fight up against, rather than just, like, oh, excuse me, I just vomited the entire plot all over you.
1: Yeah, and I would have liked it to be extended. I would have liked for it to have aired as the extended cut. Because what little we'll get with the extended cut would fill this episode. Yep. Everything else about this episode, pretty solid. Like solid use of Sentai footage and a Sentai villain from a movie. Oh, from the summer mm-hmm. movie, you know, the one that you you didn't get the rights to with the last series. Though I will say, seeing the dark, uh, the Dark Ranger Charger at uh, yeah. <laughs> the Hasbro yeah. booth. That was that was clever, Jason. That was clever. You clever dog.
0: Yeah. Um one of the things I
1: from his own collection. One of the
0: things I did enjoy about or I did like about this about this episode they when it, when they split off, so it was like the legends on one team and the ninja this Ninja Steel Rangers on the other and all of a sudden they cut to uh, Sentai footage in the back of my head I'm like please tell me they're not gonna just kill the main boss that everybody is afraid of right now and then they did everything they did all their final attacks and shit and then it was an explosion and I'm like are you kidding me and then he was alive in the shield and I'm like oh shit well I didn't see that coming so I'm like, for me, that was a good point for me, because you know me, I pick apart things. And I go, this is a trope, that's going to happen, and it does. That's going to happen, and it does. Because there's just so many things that are like already like, and they've been done before, and it's it's like, wash, rinse, repeat type of situation. So for them to throw that in there, and completely take me by surprise, made that episode so much better. But yeah. then we can also talk about the biggest surprise I feel like that came out of the entire fucking episode, besides the Master Morpher. The fucking Falcon Zord out JJ? of nowhere.
1: Oh, Falcon Zord. I
0: mean JJ too, but <laughs> Falcon Zord even more. I mean like it, what what is like before you watch that, if if some if someone came up to you and said, Hey, in this episode, you're gonna see the Falcon Zord? You would be like, Yeah, who told you that? What fan told you that? And, and, and then it gets yeah. to a point, and you know Tommy's is like Falcon Zord, power up, and then the Falcon Zord comes out, and you're like, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> well,
1: the Falcon Zord was never destroyed, yeah. and it's really the only flying Zord Tommy has. It's. Great that he has access to the ninja powers as well, because if you noticed in the fight with Robo Tommy, he said Tiger Zord White Ranger power, yeah, instead of just White Ranger power, he said White Ranger power, just to get the Falcon Zord. They're two different power sets, yeah. Although, so he technically technically has five in that Master Morpher until we see, you know. Uh, Turbo I mean, Tommy. I
0: mean, theoretically speaking, if we know he made it and he put the powers in there, he could have theoretically said, I, I really don't want two versions of the White Ranger in there, but I'm just going to mash them into one. Because the only difference between the two is, like, kind of the source. Like...
1: Yeah, because the ninja powers are from Ninjor... And the Tiger Zord powers are from, and it's Zorda. not
0: totally out of, like, if we really think he went ham with making this morpher, he could have one hundred percent went to Ni- like sort of like Draken did, in the comics uh-huh. when he went and was like, "Can you repair my morpher?" And he fixed the Black Dragon morpher. He could have easily gone to Ninjor, and like, hey. I have all of these powers back now and it's kind of overwhelming to have all of these different devices. Can we just put them all into one? You know, have this one device channel all of this power. And Ninjor's like, I mean, we can try.
1: And Ninjor's like, give me about four
0: years.
1: (laughs) Instead of pulling the Draken and just shooting the powers into the morpher which instead of having all the powers active at once which can tear a hole through the grid in reality as we know it tommy's only allowed to have one at a time but channel like to it's like flipping the channel on the tv yep You know what I mean? I mean <clears throat> or it could be that they're separate powers because it technically could be that they are separate entities, and Ninjor couldn't combine them.
0: Well, I, I kind of equate it like it... you know, because Tommy would have known about the Ranger Keys somehow, and he could be like, "Look, they had these keys that held these powers. So can we put that into coin?" and i'm sure ninjor would be like i don't see why not i mean the power coin. he's like yeah hold basically my beer, i can do yeah, you like one the-
1: better hold my beer i can do you one yep. better
0: and and it's like i mean cuz again that's the way it, it's like the power coins the ranger keys the zeomorphers, whatever were nothing more than devices used to harness the powers so to think if not completely out of the question that Ninja was like yeah you you want a red zeal Power Ranger coin great give me your zeal crystal and then they fuse it with the coin and there you go you know so I don't know I, I, I feel like that's the I, I, I don't know if Tommy and Haley could have done it themselves though to be honest
1: No. Oh, people are trying to figure out what the J.J. and his son's name is. And someone's just like, J. Jarvis Oliver, named after the man who saved his father. And it's just a picture of T.J.
0: (laughs) I made a a joke saying Jason John Oliver for Jason, and then John for Austin St. John.
1: It could work, or my personal favorite is just Jason Oliver, <laughs> or knowing that it's Tommy, it'd be Jacob Jacob Oliver. Why? Just, just two Jacobs.
0: Oh, okay. Well, cause see, something else that was brought up was the obvious question of who is JJ's mother. Cat. That's what a lot of people are saying, you know, you and of course any.
1: They were holding hands at the they end of were. the episode.
0: And, you know, a lot of people, you know, then you get the people saying, like, you know, just because they were holding hands, does that mean that, you know, it's like, okay, you know. And then you got the people like, oh, it's Kim. It, it, it's definitely Kim. They got back together and it's Kim. Like, no, it's not. No, it's it's really not.
1: No. um, Did you see the Zeo Christmas special? Yeah. The Zeo Christmas episode was never explicitly said to be non-canon. Yeah.
0: And, uh, Sorry. It, it is funny because after that came out watching all of the people talk about shipping and stuff like that and um, uh, the second Batgirl who also is part of the Toku Lady podcast um, uh-huh. was talking about what if this I feel like is far—it's far-fetched because it's it's a kid show, and I say that as terms of Power Rangers, not like you know you have like Steven Universe is technically a kid show, but they have it there. That te- that she wants it to be Cat and Kim, and Tommy is like the sperm donor and is made godfather.
1: I mean, why not? <laughs> Honestly.
0: Why right? not? Like, I'm not I'm not against it. I'd I I would need like a logical reason, not just like, oh yeah, they're together now. No, I'd like, okay, why? Did like Kin come back and like realize she didn't have feelings for Tommy anymore, but then all of a sudden looked at Kat and was like Sure. And then pursued that or what, you know, but
1: Probably she came back and they they had a conversation. They're both just like, you know, I, forca- I totally forgot that Tommy just likes to stand in the backyard and just key off for a bunch of hours. <laughs> huh, maybe this wasn't a good idea yeah. after all. Do you just want to get married <laughs> and just call it a day? <laughs> and then Kat just turns to Kim and goes, eh, why not? Oh, boy. You know, just reluctantly because and all you hear is in Tom is Tommy going in the background. Kya! Kya! Hutsi, hutsi,
0: kya. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and they're both just shaking their heads. Okay.
0: Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> but I I mean I mean again, I don't think that's gonna happen because Power Rangers but you know. We we don't really see much in terms of like Good quality, like heterosexual relationships in Power Rangers. What makes you think they're good?
1: Unless you're Calvin and Haley. Ah,
0: uh, Calvin that's and Haley a good point.
1: have a great that's, relationship. That's,
0: that's fair, actually. That's rather fair.
1: They are the cutest goddamn couple in the entirety of Power Rangers. I don't,
0: I, and I don't know if they still are, but for a while they were together off-screen too. 'cause uh, I follow um Christy Pink Ranger on Snapchat, yeah. and there were many snaps of just like those two not on camera, not on set, just like snuggling with each other, and I'm like, Okay, I'm on board with this, which if they are still together. That's huge. Because Calvin's actor shouldn't have been there to begin with. (laughs) He only got the job because the first guy was a dipshit.
1: Yeah. Just and here's a quick little PSA. Don't flip off the camera in a ranger costume. Yeah. Somebody somebody Gets your ass. Somebody tell the Go
0: Buster cast or not the Go Buster, the, the Beast Morphers cast that.
1: No, instead, we just get watching them do training videos with Mike Chat and Brennan Mejia instead. Which
0: I'm not. A, I'm not opposed to that.
1: Well, if you're going to get two people to do fight choreography and help with fight choreography, you might as well. Oh, yeah. Get the ac- Get the acrobat, and then the guy who has a karate yep. school. Who isn't Steve Cardenas,
0: <laughs> and or Tommy.
1: No offense to you, Steve. No offense. Tommy has a
0: dojo now, too. Just
1: you're a little old. You both are a little old to be kicking it with this 18-year-old. Mike's not that much younger than you guys, but still... I mean,
0: Jason David Frank would be a good person to help as well.
1: He might be a good person to get, like, ranger tips from, like, how to act in public? Dude's been doing this shit for years.
0: Uh, well, uh, yeah, and, and I mean, like he's
1: done a few tours and of I mean, duty. He, he'd... you know, his first line would be like, "Do not body slam diaper chain <laughs> <pills." laughs>
0: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like he, he's he'd be a good person for Ranger tips because he's done the good things and the bad things. So he's gonna be like, "Okay, here's your checklist. Do." Smile in front of fans and welcome them and graciously give them autographs. Do not body slam a baby diaper changing table in a random bathroom. Uh, Do not film yourself while you're driving and almost crash into another car.
1: Yeah. Yep. (sighs) But... I don't know it's episode was good Uh, and having watched it after reading the shattered grid finale I'm like all right I see what you're (laughs) doing I see what you're doing because everyone watched it everyone else watched it before reading shattered grid so I got the opposite effect and not the opposite effect I got the inverse effect and it was fairly interesting oh by the way our beast morphers cast pretty awesome oh, yeah. people
0: like i i, w- I wasn't expecting an indian american i'm not opposed to it i'm not saying it's a bad thing i just wasn't expecting it because he's the first and uh we once again have an african american red ranger which a lot of people were hoping i think for an asian red ranger cuz you know, the only nah, the only one we yet. technically we... have is Peter, and that's I don't think that's in with within continuity, at least not of the show anyway. So uh,
1: technically, yes, but technically it's in its own continuity. Yeah. But yes,
0: I I kind of want to say Hyperforce is like RPM and Dino Charge. It exists, you know it's 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 a part of the same universe, but it's not in the same dimension as like you know the normal time force you know in those shows the
1: the thing is it's in a mirror timeline of the events of the mainline Power Rangers universe but by them time traveling and fucking it all up that's what sets it apart because at one point in time it was technically the same timeline, but because they went back to you know ninety, nineteen ninety four, 1994 and fucked around there, and then you know forward a bit, fucked around there forward a bit, back a bit, and you know constantly fucking yeah. around with time to the point that Zordon gets kidnapped before the space tube gets burst which sort of throws the rest of the universe in a crazy tizzy. Because because of that, Forever Red didn't happen because the Machine Empire was still a thing. Astronema is still Astronema. Lord Zed and Rita are supercharged. Thrax technically exists but doesn't exist at the same time. Now, which is even more confusing. Like, it's just. But it's also close enough in the multiverse to Shattered Grid and that whole comic verse that they were able to just go in and out of twice. Unless no because they left Shattered Grid they didn't no yeah no they had to go back a second time after Zordon did the call yeah so it could be that they're the Hyperforce timeline is close enough to the Boomverse that they can just sort of... Or the Hyperstream works in such a way that it can access those different streams easily. Yeah. You know? But... For 25th anniversary, we've been given some real good oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> like... And this started back in, you know, last October, with Hyperforce, and then you know, it just escalated from there. Yeah, because we're getting
0: like yeah. the The thing about it is, whenever I sit here and you, you, I think about like. Trying, trying to like push through to another day type thing. Like when you get real, when I get, I keep saying you. When I get real low, and like there's that like depression and anxiety and all that type of stuff. Believe it or not, I look to Power Rangers because I go, look at what we've got. Just within the past what, like ten months. And then, yeah. look what we're going to get over the course of. ...the rest of the year... ...the next year with the new show... ...Hasbro taking over... ...you know, what are we going to get in the years after that... ...like, there's a lot to be excited about... ...and it's kind of one of those things that... ...it it, it brings the mood up of like... ...you know, what's the point? What's the point? Dude, look what the fuck is going to happen... ...this is why... ...get your ass in gear... Do better at your job. Get better money. Because there's a lot of shit that's going to happen. And you're going to want to be a part of it. And I I feel like... If if I could send a message out to any other Power Ranger fan... Like... We've had... Hard... Days. We have... We have had some really... Really hard days. The Mm -hmm. clouds have separated... It's a sunny sky. Things are looking up. Like, when it was thought that there was like no hope for the franchise, everything was going downhill. We had the, the four shitty years between both Samurai seasons and both Megaforce ep- uh, seasons. We had the great first year for Dino Charge. Dino, super Dino Charge. Extremely lackluster and very forgettable. Ninja Steel has been basically to me the same route as the second season of Dino Charge and it's like it just seems like we're in that hole and there's no getting out of it Hasbro was like I got you and now we're off to the races and we needed that as a fandom we needed that kick in the ass To get things going again. Because now the fandom's back. And it's growing. And it will continue to grow. As the comics get... Not get better. But the comics keep coming out. New ideas for the comics keep coming out. Beast Morphers next year. Whatever happens after that. And just beyond. Because it seems like... When it was with Saban... We were limited... You know, everything we we were going to get was subpar. Not really, like, they're not trying that hard. They're just like, let's just get a show out so we can sell the toys. Now it seems like, you know, I keep saying Saban cared, Saban cared. He was always there. And it's like, it didn't seem like it. It really did not seem like it, in my opinion. Now it seems like we finally not just have a man that cares. We have a company. A huge team of people that actually give a damn about the franchise the fans both older and younger the toy collectors the game players just the watchers the movie goers the TV people the TV show watchers we have a company that gives a damn about everybody not a small select few of people And things are just going to get so much better in the coming years. And I am hyped. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It's, as Brody said, it's going to be epic. He, 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 he. I. But seriously It's gonna be yep. great And if anything It's gonna breathe some new life Into Something that's been around For a quarter of a century Mhm. Just think about that for a sec Yeah It's been that long And they're already starting On a good foot They're listening to fans They're incorporating Ideas that fans are sharing And It feels like the former Saban now Hasbro employees that have shifted over to Hasbro have a butt ton more freedom
0: yep And I,
1: because and they know their franchise kind of
0: want to suspect more money too to be honest
1: oh there's there's that too Hasbro definitely well Hasbro has its own production house yeah Like, Bandai didn't have that. Bandai just did toys and sometimes video games. Yep. And seeing that first look at Lightning Collection, White Ranger, Tommy, my jaw dropped. Seeing the figure in person... Holy shit, guys. You have no idea what you're in
0: for.
1: (laughs) Like... It's... Basically... Power Rangers... Marvel Legends... Style. But... It's Power Rangers. Yep. So... Hopefully... If... The rights... And if it gets okayed by Twee's family, we will get an actual face sculpt of Trini for her figure when they do her figure. Because that I think would probably be the best best thing. Yeah personally
0: yeah cause like I hope they do because having you know David Yost Walter Austin St. John Amy Jo Johnson Jason David Frank and then either no head on yellow or just Aisha or it'd be it's sort of just like, a, yeah. Really, Gut like, punch. It, you know, if, if it's if it comes down to, like, the, again, the parents, it's like I can, I can understand that I really can. It sucks, but I can understand it. If it's from a marketing standpoint, then or something, like that. it's like, well, we didn't want to do it because we don't think this. I'm like, well, you didn't ask anybody. You just assumed nobody was going to want it. Did you ask the family? Did you ask the fans? No? You just decided? Okay.
1: The thing is, I don't think it's going to be that. I think it's, if anything, it's going to be the family saying no. But even then, I don't see the family saying no either. Because it's what she's known for and it's a way to honor her legacy. As well as the franchise's legacy. yep but i mean i got to see that and then i also got to see the target exclusive Ultra Zord, which i will not see at my store because it's a pop pops don't usually last long in the stores
0: <laughs> maybe you can
1: so i got maybe to you see that like
0: pass like a 20 off to one of the bus like the the box openers and be like hey save me one of these
1: Mm, that would get me in massive trouble but yeah just seeing everything seeing the suits seeing the helmets like while Morphicon this past year was in a bigger space it wasn't in as big of a space as I was expecting because I thought we were getting the main convention hall nope there was a home and gardening convention going oh. on in the main convention hall and then in the arena there was some Christian convention going on. So there were three different conventions going on at the same time in the convention center. Wow. So we got the newly finished north building, the the bottom floor where at WonderCon it was used for like VR And there were some press rooms and such over there. It was a significantly bigger space. Like I remember the last Morphicon that I went to Saturday, I felt like a sardine walking around in the Pasadena floor. But this time it felt like I could breathe and stand at booths and have conversations with people, which I did. I had maybe a half hour conversation with Ryan Parrott. Nice. And he recognized me from earlier because I shouted out his name as he was carrying some boxes. He's like, you're that guy that said my <laughs> name earlier. No one recognized. He's like, no one recognizes me. So thanks. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> He was impressed by the costume that I was doing. I was doing a Jason as a Target oh, you, employee. You actually sort of wore cosplay. that to
0: Comic-Con?
1: Oh, oh definitely <laughs> dude. Come on.
0: Oh. Uh,
1: it works it works so well that Eric's wife thought that my name was actually that Jason. Is great. I had people literally asking if my name was Jason.
0: Oh, that's amazing.
1: It was great um i got to meet the ranger danger guys i got to meet matt austin and i got something signed from him um i had little conversations here and there with other ranger actors that i bumped into on the floor um i didn't stand in any of the lines for people felt like i didn't really need to i got to shake jason font's hand after shattered grid live oh, that's cool after i told him like he nailed tommy and lord draken cool. um randomly struck up a conversation with kyle higgins and Daphne plebin from boom studios just because i you know it it was a thing i got to talk to the guys at Hyper RPG for a good solid time at the Starbucks meetup. Oh, that's up.
0: cool. So, you, so like Z- Zach, and, and Malika, or just the other
1: Zach and well Zach and Malika, and then also uh, Matt, shy yeah. guy.
0: Yeah, because he was doing he was doing um, the Periscope when they did the Periscope.
1: Yeah, and which I saw fun, you at, and like, I was
0: I'm like, like I I knew I wasn't going to see you during like, the panel itself, but as soon as it was over and everybody started standing, I'm like, oh, come on. Go left. Go left. Go left. And they finally went left, and I was like, yes!
1: (laughs) Oh, I was in the middle of the room for the um, Hyperforce panel. Nice. Like, I was dead center. And got to talk to Megan for a little bit because she was outside the panel room and Hassan was doing a quick video with her. And I mentioned something about her shoes and like how much I loved her shoes because her shoes were actually yeah. really cool. Um, it's random things like that. You know, I don't get starstruck anymore by meeting people. I really like their work. I just go forward and strike up that conversation and go, Hey, I really loved your work with this. Also, your shoes are pretty yeah. cool, you know.
0: And like it, it wasn't ex- it wasn't an experience for me. But when I I watched Andre's video that he put out and I was almost brought to tears because of what he was saying how he was experiencing things how he was he wasn't treated as like the black sheep of the blue rangers like he said in the video he was just walking the floor and someone came one of the staff came up to him and was like hey why are you here we need you on the panel and he's like you know like like he'd already done like the ninja steel one or something like that or he was that's like only one he was going to like moderate or whatever and he's like i don't know what you're talking about so like, we want you for the blue ranger panel and he's like oh okay so he went to the blue ranger panel and he was on the panel he sat he sat uh-huh. next to blue samurai and blue time force and when the panel yep. was over they had them all do the morphs, and he did his. Uh huh. And
1: uh, it
0: and, was great. Yeah, because you know, because he was standing up on stage, and he's like, "Oh my god, I'm so nervous. This is my first time doing it in front of other people." And and I'm like, "Yeah, I, I can understand how that feels. It's sort of like if I make up a, a like a morph thing, and all of a sudden, you know, like I become part of like something big as Hyperforce, and all of a sudden, I have to do that thing that I created in my room." Now in front of, you know, say a hundred people, that's nerve wracking That's <laughs> that's insane. God, just watch, just watching the video, because like you know, he went from just a fan to I think he like moderated one or two panels at like um, like last Morphicon. and now he's he's a Power Ranger. And he got to morph on stage with the rest of the Blue Rangers. Yeah. Like, so many good things, man.
1: Dude, Morphicon was great. Like, honestly, I cannot complain. Other. Because I did not deal with the whole line issue that happened on Friday. I dealt with a slight line issue on Saturday, but that's because it was Saturday, and there was a guy behind me badly karaokeing Power Rangers theme songs and butchering them while dressed as Common Rider Beast, <laughs> like not not like the suit of Common Rider Beast, but Nito, yeah, outside of the suit. Without the mayonnaise, which I'm like... You had to have the
0: mayonnaise, man.
1: But I really didn't do much in the dealer's hall. Because I... I picked up my Sentai RPG book. I picked up the... Morphicon exclusive cover. Got that signed by the cover artist. And he was he was fun he was a great talk uh and i got to talk to some people you know
0: yeah i mean like pe- people say that when you go to conventions you have to get autographs i'm like i don't i don't i don't need autographs I, I don't i don't need a picture in a frame that has someone's signature on it i don't need that i want stories that's what i want i was like i went to like, like you said you went to you didn't get an autograph for megan you talked to her, and you told her how cool her shoes were, and she appreciated it. That's a story.
1: Because I already had Megan's autograph from okay, WonderCon. Okay,
0: look, you, you're, you're going against my story here, all right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I, I get why people want autographs. I really do. But, like... I want I wanna meet someone. I don't need to have a twenty minute conversation with them. You know, just something simple. A handshake, hey, how you doing? You know, you know, I really like your insert thing here. And then talk about it for five minutes and then they're like, Hey, I gotta go do this. I'm like, Yeah, sure, you know, it was nice talking to you, nice talking to you too. And then you walk away and you go separate ways. That's what I like. Actually talking with yeah, like, and I mean talking with a human being not just you know i got in line i said hey how you doing i appreciate your thing yeah cool thanks here's your signed thing next like that's not an interaction
1: yeah i kind of had one of those with kelson because he was just bopping around the spd booths and uh, i was talking to matt austin and then he just came up out of nowhere sniffed the screen suit that he stole that matt austin stole from set And then, you know, we chat for a little bit. And because I enjoyed the time that I spent with Matt Austin so much, I bought the autograph. Like, I bought the card, and I got the autograph. Yeah. But I had a full-blown conversation with the dude beforehand. Yep. And we were talking about not even just, like, Power Rangers stuff. We got into, like, marketing stuff and trying to figure out, like, certain term, like how to combine terms to create something because we were talking with his agent who was sitting standing next to him uh because that's what he does now he's in marketing and that took up a solid like 10 minutes and we just it was it was fun yep or like last Morphicon where I had a solid five minute conversation with Ika hmm. you know it's just yeah shit like this happens especially if lines are down because everyone else is swarming Jason David Frank's autograph booth that's the perfect time for you to get everything else like if you're getting something signed that's the perfect time to get something signed (laughs) because his line was like six hours long or some shit like that he missed the forever red panel and he missed the shattered grid panel because of his line and Brennan left the panel and came back in his dino charge suit because he had a photo op afterwards
0: I I was actually following um, the Toku Lady podcast I think it was Liz who was doing like uh, what the hell are they called like she was tweeting along with it
1: yeah Pocky Squirrel was doing that
0: yeah, and um, I was following it And then, like, you know She said something like, Brennan had to leave Because he had to go do a photo shoot He don't know if he'll be back And she's like, he probably won't And then, like, 20 minutes went by Or something like that And she's like, oh my god, Brennan just walked in And he is wearing his Dino Charge outfit It's great, and I'm like, that's hilarious Yeah uh. I, I love it when one person from a group, like from one of the Ranger groups, is just like, I love the universe, like the Power Rangers universe, like always want to be involved, whatever, you know. And I feel like that's you know that's Yoshi, that's Peter, that's Brennan, you know. I mean Jason David Frank obviously, you know. There are so many that like they want to be active. I mean, Aaron Cahill is another one. You know, it's... I love it, because when they get excited, it makes us even more excited. Yeah. I mean, like, the only the only other thing that I think really is of note from Morphicon was... Uh, the the Shattergrid panel... And just how epic that was. Because, like, to hear Barbara Goodson do Rita again, and then most especially hearing freaking David doing Zordon again, that was insane.
1: It was great. Honestly. Like,
0: his his first line of, you know, of like, to all who can hear this, and he just boomed it to the point where it echoed in the room. Oh, no, that was, was... that was
1: an effect. Um, oh, was it? Yeah, they uh Kyle specifically sought out one of his friends who had the ability to do that sort of effect and they set it up to do that. Um huh. which is why he was sitting in the table that he was at this uh, the mic he was sitting at because that was the only mic that was hooked up to that. And they needed it to sound like he was in a tube and had that yeah, sort that of reverb sense. effect. Um, I've been listening to the recent Boom Rooms. So they the, ah. the Boom Room 30 went into Shattered Grid Live a little bit, and they talked about that. Um, I'm now actually on the Boom Room Live episode now.
0: God, I I am so far behind on that. I need to watch it or not watch it, but listen to it. Well, yeah,
1: and I got to meet those guys. They're they're great. <laughs> they're real good. Oh yeah,
0: I I I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm really not.
1: And I got them to sign my comic and they're just like, "Dude, thank you." And I'm like, "Thank you, guys." Like This is this is great. Because yeah. I went back and read the Ninja Steel story and I'm like, this is actually really good.
0: It was actually a really good story. And... Do we want a segue?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've got about an hour left of time, so...
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had a feeling.
1: Morphicon uh, was great, the episode was great, the news about it's great. Uh, so, Shattered Grid. So, basically, gonna sum up what happens in GoGo12 and issue 30, so we can deep dive this finale shit. Because we ain't got time to go through all three of these issues in an hour.
0: <laughs> nope.
1: Um. So... Ranger Slayer Kim has been freed from her spell because it was a mind control spell. Draken shows up and goes, Ah, my Ranger Slayer. And then they find out that she's not. And so that happens, which is mirrored in another issue. But then she figures that she needs to leave and the Rangers are and gogo are good like they they got their shit figured out and she goes and finds tommy of all people gogo version of tommy shoots him with green chaos energy and says you'll you'll know why later and then yeah teleports and hangs out with grace sterling until the events of issue 30 (laughs) yep and so fast forward to issue 30 uh we had the epic reveal of the rangers coming in the rangers are all getting their powers buffed um phantom ranger talking to mike as the magna defender as we see in the first images of beyond the grid Yep, and they're like ah so you keep your helmet on yeah cool and we get a bunch of cool ranger conversations. Kruger and Zordon talking. Uh, Kruger and Zordon bugging Rita saying oh yeah, by the way, he killed you in his universe. Nice little dragon dagger to the chest. And she's like oh fuck that. Let's let's gank this guy. <laughs> <laughs> Green Candle's the son of a bitch.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: And the fight the be- Before the fight begins. Uh. Jason delivers an epic speech. Transfers the dragon shield and dagger to Kim. Epic moment.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. T-Rex is still out of commission. And. Draken Pours ninja steel onto Saba. That's important. Uh fight begins rangers are doing well then serpentera comes up out of nowhere you know as it does uh and draken i just
0: just hope i just hope they switched out the double a's with some nine volts or something well yeah because it's because it's
1: the serpentera from the hyperforce episode from i don't remember that the second half of the hyperforce like serpent uh scorpino was trying to get serpentera so she could start taking over what right. dragon left behind but dragon's like haha bitch i'm back
0: <laughs> yeah that's right
1: and dragon with the ninja steel dragon's able to just slice and dice powers out of rangers takes the equation powers and i think one other power set that i can't remember off the top of my head and then realizes something's wrong teleports to his throne and goes ah fuck candles my only weakness because as we discover his power set all his powers are stacked on top of the green power so if you remove the green power everything falls and shit just disintegrates and shit um Everyone kind of gets stunned by Finster 5 with the staff, with Lord Zed's staff, I believe. And then he kills Alpha uh, Finster 5, which was kind of sad. Teleports back to the castle, absorbs all the Morpher energy, and then reality begins to get erased. And so begins... The finale. <laughs> Whew. Good job. Did I miss anything?
0: Nope, I think you got everything.
1: Everything that was important.
0: Yeah. So we also c- c- can we talk about the budding relationship between uh, Jason and uh, what's her face, Lauren? Lauren. It's kind of
1: weird because he's still a teenager and she's an adult. Was she? Yeah. She's roughly in her early 20s, I want to say. And he's like a junior in high school. Hmm. But they don't I didn't Know she was that old. They don't know that? I guess it's complicated. Um <laughs> Power Rangers. Colon, it's complicated. Yeah. So essentially, we get an epic sword f- uh, Zord fight between Serpentera and all the Zords, the Megazords, and Serpentera is just ripping and tearing through all these Zords. Hyperforce Zord's really the only one that's standing, and then we get Jen being a total badass by going, "Hold on, let me open, let me do the schematics thing." Okay, Cat summons Super Zeo Zord 5, RJ summon your Wolf Zord, and shit, Uh, the Plesio Zord. And then use the Black Dragon to make it grow, and that was badass. Um, The Q-Rex gets summoned by Noah, of all people. Yeah. Meanwhile, Draken's just dicking around. Um. I think this is still... Do you have it open right now? I don't, because I don't remember where I put my I eye- Oh, there it is. Okay. Let me... Yeah, because
0: cause I feel like having it, like...
1: Immediately available is probably the best thing. Yeah. Uh, Shattered Grid number one. No. Okay, okay so the Zords yeah. are fighting, Zords are fighting.
0: Yeah, we have Kendall, RJ, Cat, call your Zords, Hyper Force, Rangers, prepare your Megazord. And then... So basically, the Plesio Zord, the Wolf Zord, and... Super Zeo Zord Super five, Z- or one... Yeah, they all combine with the hyperforce mech. Mhm. Which, so I want you to look at page five. Underneath the three frames. Yeah. Of Kendall, RJ, and Cap, you have kind of like the combination happening. The plesiosaur is red.
1: It gets recolored. It so it fixes it. it it's time force tech. Oh, okay. I guess I don't know. I'm just sort of bullshitting.
0: I guess maybe.
1: <laughs> and then the black dragon just causes it to grow. Um, the Q Rex goes and attacks the tower, and then that shuts down. It shuts down all the all the things. Jason is presumed dead because it gets eaten by Serpentera. But then, you know, the Hyperforce Clusterfuckazord just fucking rips Serpentera in half. Which was. No, he
0: jams a sword into the back of it.
1: Effectively ripping but... it in half. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, reality gets torn as Lord Capton
0: shows up. <laughs> And react. I'm actually, because one of the things that happened was there was no explanation. Mm-hmm. Like, he stood in the room, like, there was the shock, everything went white, and then it cut back to the other rangers, and I'm like, okay, what happened? And now we see him in this form, and it's like, why does he look the way he does? And then it gets explained further down. Yeah. Because you know, it was the one thing I'm like, there's no explanation for why he looks like that. And then I remembered, there's another 41 pages left, so, okay.
1: Yeah, we get our first line of dialogue from uh, Hackle as the Dark Ranger. Oh yeah, yeah. by the way, it's Hackle. Um, <laughs> yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yep. And it looks like everyone's on... Uh, terra venture the the beyond the grid team so this does help set up beyond the grid for sure and grace who looks like she's going to be the mentor potentially and reality gets wiped and here we are with the superman aesthetic book for a short period of time where draken Draken lives with his mom and dad, Rita and Zordon. Or Antonov. We don't
0: actually... Oh, it does say that. Okay. Yep. I mean, I I, I honestly read this last night after being awake for like 16 hours. Mm-hmm. On top of everything that happened during the day and working. Also... So I don't think I took in everything.
1: His dog's name is Kruger.
0: Yeah, and it's blue. Yep. Um, I also want to point out. I just noticed this <laughs> Kruger. If you if you look at the panel with Kruger, uh-huh. you know what he looks like. Huh. The Decker Ranger version of Kruger. A little bit. Like the light blue top with like the blue on, like underneath the chin and down the stomach. That's what the Kruger. From Deca Ranger look like. Little bit, little bit. That's funny. And
1: then we get the Superman opening ch- uh, shirt thing, and he just says it's Morphin time, and he's fighting a white tiger and a white falcon. Yep. Symbolism, people. Symbolism. <laughs> And then we have, it looks like Jen and Kim operating the Tiger Zord and the Dragon Zord. I want to say. But Draken just flies in, literally. He can fly now. And beats these spirits up. And talks to the reporters, Zack and Trini. And then, my favorite thing about this section which is probably my favorite little callback to the beginning of this run is the little voice inside of his head the self-doubt the questioning like how Rita did it to Tommy Tommy's doing it to Draken. yeah and it just tears at him and Dragon Academy is a thing where Lauren and Jason both are teachers at and Jason looks like how he does in the show when he's training his karate class. Yep. Finster 5 is like his or Finster's just his butler or something. His Alfred. Yeah.
0: Basically it looks like
1: and just the whole while Draken is being tormented by Tommy and because of it Draken loses his shit and causes to break one of the mirrors and shit starts shattering and this Tommy's just getting under his skin and it is great and it gets to the point where he breaks free Yep. And he breaks free and essentially causes everyone to remember everything. And
0: I, I think he breaks free with help of the masters,
1: the the emissaries. Because if you look, the the bubbles are different colors. You yeah. get the yellow, the blue, and yellow, the red. Blue, red. It's great. Yeah, I love it.
0: And that and that he breaks through it.
1: Well, because he's been hanging out with, we'll find out that he's been hanging out with the emissaries outside of the grid, but he's been given this power to cause everyone to remember and they all morph back into their ranger forms. And then uh, Finster accidentally says, oh, when you came by and swooped up Billy and he goes, say what now? And then we flash back to GoGo Twelve, where we see the arrow hit Tommy. Told you this was important. Yeah. And when the time comes, you'll understand. And then when he died, he said, "Oh, so that's what she meant." And I went back and I looked at it and I'm like, "Holy fuck! Holy fuck! Wow!"
0: and so okay see see now like i said i read this half asleep so i read it and it didn't kind of hit so reading this the tommy from the mighty morphin comic Mm -hmm. was also the tommy from gogo
1: they're both okay so they're not the comics both of these comics exist in the same cohesive timeline it's just gogo takes place before tommy joined the team they are both in the same cohesive timeline ryan and kyle have both stated that no gogo is not the coinless universe pre-draken it is the same cohesive timeline and this here confirms it because when tommy died in issue 25 we didn't know anything about the ranger slayer and he he said in that line so that's what she meant it's okay kim it's so, okay so
0: when ranger slayer mm-hmm. ra- so ranger slayer didn't go to a different dimension she went back in time
1: no ranger slayer transferred to a different dimension because she is from the coinless world the coinless world right, exi- but but she went to because it's a different dimension than gogo and mighty morphin
0: so when she came to, to this dimension she was in the past
1: mm-hmm. before hmm before Draken had arrived
0: correct Wow.
1: And she hung out with Grace for a little while after shooting Tommy with the the green chaos energy. And so Tommy was sort of ejected out of his body and into the grid essentially.
0: And so Yeah, that's a that's a lot of build up. Holy crap.
1: It's huge. And then he shows the emissaries. um, They regained their power. And allowed him to escape. And it calls back to Zordon sort of expositing to the Morphin Masters everything we knew up to the point of the free comic book day issue. And they... The Morphin Masters, uh, the emissaries realized that they didn't know that Draken was going to absorb this much power to access the grid. Because they didn't believe it would be possible enough. And so Draken beat them and gained access to one of the Masters and took the Heart of the Master, which is the logo that was in his chest, and essentially became the Thanos of Power Rangers and was able to just rewrite reality it's insane right and there's some more exposition Tommy's like I gotta do this I can't do it alone and then they're like Tommy you ain't alone you got us Drakken doesn't know what's happening so they sneak attack well they don't sneak Draken finds out and they start fighting. And we see Tommy morphed finally. <laughs> yep. And it's a fight. It's a fight. And then eventually Tommy is able to overpower Draken. And Draken's like, what the fuck? And the Zords kind of stun him for a sec. And then Tommy touches the heart. And they fight. Hand to hand. No powers just hand to hand and dragon's like ah, you weakling and then tommy's getting the upper hand and dragon's like but why and remember power rangers is one thing true power comes from friendship
0: as corny as it is <laughs>
1: as corny as it is he had something worth fighting for dragon didn't yeah Draken had everything. He thought he had nothing to lose, so he didn't fight wholeheartedly, I guess. And so they win. They take the heart out of Draken. Draken refuses to be saved, and that's that. The Morphin Masters expa. Uh, have some more exposition saying look if we reset things y'all won't remember any of this shit but it's for the better and the final the second to final page they're like look doesn't matter if we remember it or not if we we did it it did matter if it if even if we don't remember it it still matters and we have to do this for the good of everyone. And so they all touch the heart and Tommy and Kim kiss. And the world gets saved. Or all the worlds. Then we get our first look at beyond the grid, which kind of basically picks up at as the universe sort of pulling itself back together. And, we kind of get our first look at everything going on. My name is Grace Sterling. Once long ago, when I was a red ranger, I lost my team on a mission to the moon and I will never lose another ranger again. And with that, yep. The grid has been fixed. And yeah,
0: woo! it's
1: definitely huge I mean
0: it leaves me with so many questions,
1: as power Rangers typically that does
0: hoping, that I'm hoping they answer. We'll see well, there's a difference between good and bad questions, like in this True. case it's. What happens next? I need to know. I need to know what happens next. What happens after the light fades? Does it come back and they're all sleeping in bed? And it's like the day they get their powers? Is it... You know, what day is it when it goes back? What state are they in? Do they remember each other? Blah, blah, blah. You know, whereas other times it's like, why did this happen? Yeah. Oh, you're not going to explain it? Okay, okay, fuck me, I guess. The
1: thing is, we <laughs> won't no because we're not picking back up with the Mighty Morphin team
0: well see I had a thought of what if the Mighty Morphin comics continue with this new team beyond the grid Mm -hmm. and we get to see the rest of the storyline or like a new storyline for the for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers team through Gogo.
1: Yeah, maybe, but I don't
0: so 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 like the characters we've seen we won't see in Mighty Morphin if ever again just for now, but we'll see them in um Gogo when that comes back because they can't just leave it there and be like and that's the end of their story. We're moving on to another one because it's like there's like 30 questions people can ask at the end of this. You know? Does everything get put back to normal? No, it's not 100%. It's like a okay. it's like a
1: shattered stained glass painting.
0: Yeah. Or whatever. Like, so so what's changed? that's what I want to know and if they're just like eh, we're not going to answer it just things have changed blah 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 and I'm like you c- can't do that you can't leave an open end I don't like open ended endings I want definitive answers to my questions and if I don't get them I'm not satisfied yeah
1: well who knows we get a month break for GoGo because next month is essentially an annual.
0: Well, it's it's basically a month break for Mighty Morphin as well because the next one isn't until September twenty-sixth.
1: Well, which is a month away.
0: Yeah, I know. You you said GoGo. Well, yeah. I a mean, a month away for GoGo.
1: Well, we get another because GoGo we get the uh, one shot. And then GoGo 13 doesn't happen until October. So we won't know if GoGo picks up where Shattered Grid left off. I don't think so. Or it could be that everything sort of pulls back to that. And 13 is sort of like the first time we see Tommy. And then we go into the modern take of green with evil maybe
0: i mean he also may not turn evil
1: he might not zordon might have the green ranger coin
0: yeah that's what i'm saying there are so many questions so many possibilities as to what can happen you know in the world and (laughs) to just not have any indication of what happens afterwards and just like we're just gonna go back to GoGo from before Tommy. I'm like, yeah, but sooner or later you're going to get that point. You're gonna get to the point where Tommy arrives. You do the Green with uh, Green with Evil saga, and then you're basically back to Mighty Morphin. What are you gonna do at that point? Just stop all comics and be like, we're good, we're done. Thanks for your time. We're good. Like, there's so many other stories to tell just based off of Shattered Grid ending. Well,
1: and here's the thing. I think GoGo is going to continue the way it normally will. But we're now dealing with divergent timelines, I guess. Because the main Mighty Morphin Rangers will be returned back to where they were but we still have the beyond the grid team sort of fixing things. It's kind of hard to explain because I haven't really thought about it yet. I just thought of it right now. Yeah. But we'll see. We will see. But yeah, Kyle Higgins is done.
0: Yep. Ah, uh, what one hell of a ride he took us on, though. Oof.
1: Yeah. That was amazing. <laughs> and like, we all kind of had a feeling that the green candle would play a part in Draken's sort of downfall. Didn't see it going all Infinity War on us. I did not see him gaining absolute power to just rewrite reality. To the point where they brought in a different artist to do the drawing for that whole section. Yeah. I knew it was going to have callbacks. I knew that encounter with Tommy in Gogo 12 was going to have some sort of ramification later on down the line. I didn't realize that it that's it didn't rewrite things so much as it was the setup for the payoff that we already technically got. And was a
0: callback. H- has has Kyle come out and said that Shattered Grid was the plan all along
1: I think he mentioned it
0: like like, and it, like Mighty Morphin issue one and it, like the because I, cause I want to know if both comics were a setup for Shattered Grid or if like he went to Ryan one day while thinking of stuff for uh for Mighty Morphin and was just like, "Hey, I got this idea. What do you think?" And then they're just like, "That is amazing. Yes." You know, and then they just have to like, you know, try to get it done through the higher-ups and stuff.
1: I don't actually know I would say just keep listening to the boom rooms up until you get caught up.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot. I think I've done, like, five. Ah,
1: so you've got a whole bunch more to do.
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Well, then. I think that's going to wrap this up nice and neatly then.
0: Yep, because I think I just hit a food coma from that meatloaf.
1: And I have to take a shower.
0: And get ready to go eat.
1: Yes. Alright,
0: so I think for now we are going to wrap it up. And who knows when we'll record next. Because life gets in the way. Um,
1: But I have internet again, so... Oh yeah,
0: that's that's a good thing. That was another thing holding us back. (laughs) Yeah, living in an Um, apartment
1: without internet. That was fun.
0: Yep. Um, So for now, if you want to find the podcast... uh, Basically, look up Geekishly Toku Podcast on... You know, Twitter, Facebook, uh, iTunes... Uh, There's the the website, which I think is geektokuPod.blogspot.com. Probably. Um, Yeah. If you want to find me, um, I talk only Toku stuff from my second one, which is Fumix Two, which is which is TSU. I also have my Fumix a lot. If you want to follow that for whatever reason, that's my everything else. Um. And then, Sean, you can find him where?
1: Laying down in bed. No, I'm kidding. I'm, I mean... <laughs> you can find me at Snarky Sean. Just wherever your social media thing is. I'm pretty sure I have an account there. Unless it's Snapchat, because <laughs> fuck Snapchat. Eh. I don't use it anymore, so you can't find me there. Yeah. Um. But yeah... If you want to hear more of our stuff, you just go find us on the interwebs and click some links and have fun.
0: Yep. And until next time, we will see you all on the flip side.
1: Beyond the grid.
0: Oh, that's good. we got to use that for now on.